Blog Talk Radio. Equation, 
and that's an important part as well. So we're going to be looking at all those today on the show. And as I mentioned before, I do hope that uh, you call in or text us or um, drop by our chat room and let us know what you think. Okay? Uh, let's see. Let me tell you how you can do all that, though. It does no good to tell you. Uh, I want you to do it if I don't tell you how to do it, right? Okay. So the easiest way is just call me at 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347 347- Eight three eight eight six two two. You press the number one on your keypad if you want to comment on anything, and um, we'll bring you into the conversation. Also, our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay, uh, you can come in as a guest and just read the comments that's being placed in the chat room, or you can come in use get um, establish your username. And then that way you'll be able to comment in the chat room as well on anything that's being said. Let's see. Uh, chat, I mean, our email is ericletslatstalk at gmail.com. You can always shoot me email throughout the show with, you know, uh, articles, stats, comments, if you wish. And for those that have the ability to text me, you can do that as well. So those are all the, the ways you can participate in the show. And as I said before, I do highly encourage listener participation, not just on this topic, but any other topics that we bring throughout the year on our show. Okay? So, with that being said, <laughs> of course, we have the song of the day for you. We got a double shot of MJ for you today. Um, yeah, I just felt like doing a little MJ. So, we got a double shot of that for you, and uh, other than that, man, that's that's it. We're going to get to rolling here in a few minutes. So without further ado, let's bring you your song of the day. Let's go and get that out the way. Without further ado, here's a double shot of Michael Jackson. Hope y'all enjoy it. See y'all in about eight minutes.
points that you want to bring to the forefront on this subject today. Uh, we have nothing else yet to talk about, so abortion will be it today because I'm, I'm looking forward to a very, very uh, uh, intense and highly intelligent conversation. <laughs> I know, I said that so well, didn't I? Yeah, so, but that's what we're going to be talking about today, and um, I hope everybody is ready. All right, but before we go any further and I bring my co-host in, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. The easiest way is to just give us a call at 347-838-8622. You can press the number one on your keypad if you want to, uh, if you would like to make a comment, and we bring you into the conversation. Our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay. And our email is ericletstalk at gmail.com. Uh, and for those that may have the ability to text me, you know, you can do that as well. And if you want to read live on the air, just let me know and I will have no problem putting it on the air for you. Okay. Now, so those are all the ways you can participate. And um, as I said before, I do. Encourage your comments, okay? That makes the show so much better. So, so, so much better. All right, so with that being said, I'm sure y'all tired of hearing my little boring country voice. Some people say I talk country. I don't know what they be talking about, man. But anyway, that's neither here nor there right now. Um, oh, it's time. It's time to bring the one and only my co-host in the building. Miss Leona, my, 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 I'm sorry, Miss P. Ross in the house. P, what's going on? How are you doing there? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You know, I slipped off. I slipped. Okay, I slipped. I hit my hand for that one. But what's going on, partner? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, I got to hit him myself. I, 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 I see you took your joy juice today. Ah. Okay, that's what you want to call it. But okay, yeah, I took my joy juice today. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> but We're I think call it joy uh, juice. Uh, well, but I think we do. I know we do have a, a inter, uh, interesting and very controversial uh, topic from um, both sides, you know. So uh, from the from the pro life and the and the no life, you know. So. Um, it's gonna be an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting conversation. Yeah, and I'm, I'm you really know this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. May get a little. Yeah. May get a little heated, but you know we'll be all right. I don't think it's gonna get that heated. Cause I got, I'm gonna put the. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> it's not gonna get that heated. Gosh darn it! Without a doubt, it's not gonna get that heated. Hopefully not anyway. But okay. All right. So with that being said, uh, I guess we need to go on and get into it, huh? Is there anything I'm missing? Yeah, you know. Okay. All right. So let, let's let's go on and get into this thing. We're talking about abortion today, y'all. And, of course, abortion goes a long way. Abortion, 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 abortion. That's all you hear in the news today, you know, besides, you know, the other People that we really are not trying to talk about today, any, um, yeah, but abortion, and most recently the state of Alabama passed a near a, a near total ban on abortion. You know, given one or two things, um, 
as far as what not only the woman can do, but see, it, it's interesting because they they have gone to even what providers can and can't do, which is very interesting. You know, some states are even threatening to arrest providers and have caused a lot of providers to actually go out of business. I know in the state of Texas, you know, a lot of them, you know, had to close down because they had to have a a a, a special, what was it, a special uh, requirement to access to hospitals just in case of emergency, which it was, you know, just crazy. But, you know, when, when you start talking about abortion, let, let's go on and get into it, man. I mean, when you start talking about abortion, you know, it brings up feelings of, uh, a whole bunch of different feelings. Even even men have the uh you know specific um, certain feelings when it comes to abortion. I guess you say depending on the man is you know depending on the male. But when you start talking about abortion, man, I mean some people actually are almost getting fights about abortion. And I, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna say it, it's not worth fighting for because it's something serious. And ladies, don't get me wrong. I'm not slighting you or anything like that. But because I understand, it takes one heck of a decision to, to, to make that you know to get rid of your child because you you know it's growing inside you. However, however, I do believe that there are some women out there that do um, that have and do abuse the system. Um, and I think that is where a lot of the issue is coming in with, not to mention that state and federal, you know, uh, agencies have gotten involved as far as who's going to pay for it and so forth and so on. And especially when it comes to low, low income men and women. Yes, I said men. Because like I said, I, I'm looking at it, you know, I think a man should be, I mean, dang, I might as well go on. Before I get, get for that far into it, see, because I'm ready. Y'all can see I'm ready, right? <laughs> I'm ready for this conversation. Before we go any further, let me go on and let Pete bring y'all some history on this, on, on this thing called abortion. I think that's where we need to go first. So come on, Pete, let's give him a little history on it, and then we'll take it from there, okay? All right. None of you may know that um, that abortion, the the issue of abortion goes, especially in 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 early America in the United States. You know, they began to appear. The laws began to appear way back in the 1820s, um, forbidding abortion after the fourth month of pregnancy. Now, the history of an uh, abortion in America it can be traced back to the early American colonies. The people of of this town were totally against any kind of abortion until well in the up until the 19th century. Now I'm going to give you all a a little synopsis of of the different laws and and how they changed. In 1959, the American Law Institute proposed a model penal code for state abortion laws. The code advocates legalizing abortion for reasons including the medical or physical health of the mother, pregnancy due to rape and incest, and fetal deformity. Those were the only reasons when the original law was passed. Then in 1967, Colorado Governor John A. Love signed the first liberalized 
ALI model abortion law in the United States, allowing abortion in cases of permanent mental or physical disability or either the child or mother or in cases of rape, incest, and similar laws was passed in California, Oregon, and North Carolina. And at that time, in 67, those were the only places where you could get an abortion, and that's only if the child or the parent had a mental or physical deformity or in the in the um in the case of incest or rape. Other than that, no. You were not able to get legal abortion. Now the Virginia Society of for Human Life found it becoming the first state right right to life organization in the country. That was in nineteen sixty seven. But until that time there had been no right to life organization before that. And 1968, a poor abortion as pro-abortion efforts continue, and more states for right-to-life organization begin to form. It becomes clear that there is a need for a national organization to coordinate the flow of information among the states nationally. And the national right to life um, was formed in the summer of 68 and published its first newsletter in October 68. Over the next five years, the board of directors grows to include representatives with a diverse range of backgrounds, including doctors, lawyers, nurses, lawmakers, homemakers, and education educators. Then in 1970, New York allows abortion on demand up to the 24th week of pregnancy. As Governor Nelson, Nelson A. Rockefeller signs a bill repealing the state's 1830 law that completely banned abortion after quickening, except to save a woman's life. Similar laws are passed in Alaska, Hawaii, and Washington State. June, the National Right to Life brings together state right to lifers. They bring all of the leaders together for a national strategy meeting at the Barack College of Chicago, Illinois. Then in 1971, the U.S. Supreme Court rules on its first case involving abortion in the United States, which was um, United States versus Ulrich, no, versus Volch, upholding a District of Columbia law permitting abortion only to preserve a woman's life or health. However, the court makes it clear that by health it means physiological, it means psychological and physical well-being, effectively allowing abortion for any reason. That was the very first time that in that state that anybody could have an abortion for any reason. That was ruled by the Supreme Court in 1971. National Right to Life holds their first annual convention in Manchester College in St. Paul, Minnesota. The following year, in 72, by the end of the year, a total of 13 states had an ALI-type law. Four states allowed abortion on demand. Mississippi allowed abortion for rape and incest. That was in 1966 while Alabama allows abortion for the mother's physical health. That was established in 1954. However, 31 states allow abortions only to save the mother's life. 
New York repealed its 1977, I mean, its 1970 abortion law, but Governor Rockefeller vetoed the repeal. In 1973, the U.S. Supreme Court is ruling on Roe versus Wade, finding that a right of as a right of privacy it had earlier discovered was broad enough to encompass a right to abortion and adopting um and adopting a and adopting a trimester scheme of pregnancy in the first trimester the state the state could enact virtually no regulation that means in the first 3 months of pregnancy The state could not tell a woman she could not have an abortion. That was her private business. This was the first time that this was ruled and that allowed the woman to get an abortion for any reason. She didn't have to be mentally or physically ill or emotionally ill, didn't have to threaten her life. It didn't have to be uh, uh, the pregnancy as a result of incest or rape. It could be for any reason. Then in the second trimester, the state could enact the same regulation, but only for the purpose of protecting maternal health. That would mean protecting the health of the mother. So that would be up to six months that they could have an abortion, but only if the mother's health was at risk. In the third trimester, after viability, a state could ostensibly prescribe abortion provided it made exceptions to preserve the life and health of the woman seeking an abortion. Issued on the same day, day, Doe versus Bolton denies health to mean all factors that affect the woman, including physical, emotional, psychological, familial, and the woman's age. So then, in essence, the Roe versus Wade allowed abortion under those conditions, but only in the first trimester could you get it for any reason. The second trimester was only if the mother's health was at risk. And the third trimester was had to be prescribed by the doctor, and the doctor had to, in other words, prove that the woman seeking the um, um, abortion's health was definitely in danger or the child's health was in danger. So in May, the National Right to Life Committee incorporates a 501c4 organization. So now they are a tax-free organization of that same year in 1973, before they just were a close-knit group fighting to get abortion legalized across the United States. The first issue of the National Right to Life News is is then published in that year in November. In 1974, the first March for Life is held in Washington, D.C., on the west steps of the Capitol, where thousands of pro-lifers have attended the March for Life every year since 1974 on the anniversary of the Roe versus Wade decision. Pro-life Senator Bob Doyle, y'all remember him? He is elected the first mayor statewide political battle after the Roe versus Wade decision, though with the help of newly formed groups of pro-life activists, this congressman defeats Congressman really William Roy, a doctor who had performed abortion. In 75, abortionist Kenneth 
Edelin is found guilty of manslaughter for the death of an unborn child. That happened in December 1976. He was a a, a doctor who performed an abortion, and um, the state of Massachusetts found him guilty of manslaughter for that child. The first human life amendment is introduced in the United States by Senate James Buckley in New York and Jesse Helms. Now, y'all got to remember those things. Then in 1976, after all of that, the U.S. didn't conduct a test vote on the human life amendment. Yeah, it went to the vote, y'all. If y'all were old enough to remember, you were old enough to vote. The amendment draws 40 votes. Two-thirds voted 67 senators is needed to approve a constitutional amendment. The first Hyde Amendment sponsored by Representative Henry Hyde is approved by the U.S. House. The amendment to the Department of Health and Human Services appropriations bills prohibit Medicaid funding of abortions with narrow exceptions. July 1st, in Planned Parenthood of Central Missouri versus Danforth, the court rejected a parental consent requirement and decided that married fathers had no right to the abortion decision. Furthermore, the court struck down Missouri's effort to ban the saline amniocentesis abortion procedure. So two things happened in 1976. Because before this time, if you were married, you could not get an abortion without your husband's consent. In 1976, this bill prohibited, it prohibited the husband for even any say-so, any say-so. He had no rights in, 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 in what his wife did with her body. And it also rejected the parental consent requirement that if a teen got pregnant, they didn't have to tell their mother. They could just go to the abortion clinic and have an abortion. At that same time, because of this law, the manslaughter uh, conviction of the abortionist Edelin was overturned by the Massachusetts Superior Judicial Court, which ruled that legal abortions are manslaughter only if the baby is definitely out alive outside the mother's body. So you have to understand how intricate these these laws were. So he was convicted first of manslaughter because he performed a legal abortion. But then when this law passed saying that a teen could have an abortion without their parental consent, that the, the fathers didn't have to know, and then they ruled that, hey, you know, unless this child is alive outside the mother's body, then it is not manslaughter. So y'all got to let him go. Then in 1977, um, Mission Possible is launched, and that was a project of Minnesota Citizens Concerned for Life and in uh, National Right to Life state affiliate to provide organizational development assistance and matching grant seed money for developing state to right-to-life groups, primarily in the southeastern United States, because all of these things that were happening now were in the north. The south, however, didn't move so fast on the Roe versus Wade. Some of those states still did not recognize the legal abortion. So in the Mayor 
versus uh, Roe Bill versus Doe and Poker versus Doe in the United States Supreme Court holds the federal and state government are under no obligation to fund abortion in public assistance programs, even if childbirth expenses are paid for indigent women and even if abortion is deemed to be medically necessary. So the NRLC Pro-Life Legal Action Project is initiated to provide and fund the legal defense for pro-life legislation and to seek affirmative legal action to obtain the judicial implementation of pro-life goals, which were to have those states fund the abortions when they were medically necessary. In 79, a major pro-life book is released by Dr. Bernard Nathanson, the National Abortions Rights Action League co-founder who renounced the pro-abortion movement publishes Aborting America, which exposes the lies used by abortion supporters in their quest to overturn the legalization protecting unborn children. September 15th of that same year, the National Right to Life Political Action Committee is then organized. In 1980, the NRLC filed a amicus brief with the United States Supreme Court on behalf of the Hyde Amendment. Now, this is what, this was the amendment that said the father did not have any right to um, um, any say-so if his wife wanted an abortion, This is and that the parent did not have to know if their teen was pregnant and sought an abortion. So now they're trying to um, uh, amend this. So the uh, it was in... June, um, Harris versus McRae in the U.S. Supreme Court upholds the Hyde Amendment ruling that there is no constitutional right for women to receive abortions at the public expense, as well as candidates under uh, Ronald Reagan and George Bush defeat pro-abortion President Jimmy Carter and Vice President Walter Mondale. In the in addition. A remarkable 11 Senate seat switched from the pro-abortion column to the pro-life column. It is the first year of the National Right to Life PAC is involved in elections. In 1981, Matheson versus the United States Supreme Court approves a Utah parental law notification law. The law requires an abortionist to notify the parents of a minor girl who is still living at home as her parents depended when an abortion is scheduled, not performed, only when it's scheduled. They are, they could or they could now notify the parents. A U.S. Senate subcommittee, however, approved the bill sponsored by Senator Helms, designed that would challenge Roe versus Wade. Then, in December, a U.S. Senate subcommittee approved the constitutional amendment proposed by Senator Hatch declaring that the Constitution secures no right to abortion. That was in 1982. The Senate Judiciary Committee approved the Hatch Amendment, which we just talked about, which would give the states and Congress joint authority to regulate abortion. See, so now it's getting rid of all the back alley doctors. Now every doctor who wants to perform an abortion has to have um, um, has to have a special license and be regulated by the state which they are in. The NRLC Board of Directors adopts the resolution supporting the Hatch Amendment, the Human Life Bill, and the NRLC Unity Amendment. 
In April of that same year of 82, French researcher Dr. Elmer, whatever his name is, announces that a test was conducted using the abort fascin RU486 to abort 11 women. The Helms bill to challenge Roe versus Wade is blocked by pro-abortion filibuster in the United States. So Roe versus Wade still marches on. In 83, this is in Akron, Ohio, Akron versus Akron Center for Reproductive Health, the United States court strikes down the state's requirement that abortions performed after the first trimester be done in a hospital. So now you don't have to have go to a hospital after your second trimester. You don't have to be in a hospital to have an abortion. You can be at a Planned Parenthood facility or a doctor's office. So the women's right to know laws and waiting periods after information is provided to the women seeking abortion before she can consent to abortion. Because remember, when it first started, the women had, that it was a waiting period. You came in, you said you wanted an abortion, then you had to wait a certain number of days or 24 hours, and then if you still wanted one, you come back and you get it. However, the court ruled that states may insist that only licensed physicians perform abortion. So now there's no waiting period and you don't have to go to the hospital if you are more than three months pregnant and you decide that you don't want to be pregnant anymore. June 28th, the U.S. Senate rejects the Eagleton Hatch Amendment, which declared a right to an abortion is not secured by the Constitution by a vote of 49 to 50. A two-thirds vote is required to pass a constitutional amendment. That same year in November, the U.S. Congress approves the Ashbrook Amendment barring the use of federal employees' health benefits program to pay for abortion except for the life of the mother. So now if you're working for the federal government and you have insurance benefits and you want to have an abortion, your insurance company will no longer pay for it as of um, 1983 in November. The Reagan administration in 1984 announces the Mexico City policy denying funds to foreign organizations that perform or actively promote abortion as a method of family planning in their nation. Now read that again. It denies funds to foreign organizations that perform or actively promote abortion as a method of family planning in other nations. Pro-life President Reagan is reelected, defeating the pro-abortion Democratic ticket of former Vice President Walter Mondale and Geraldine Ferraro. Um, in 85, uh, National Right to Life um, had a daily radio program, and it first aired. That's when it first aired. And then, then the National Teams for Life is founded that same year in June. This is this is 1985. In July of that same year, the U.S. House affirms the Mexico City policy by a 45 to 45 vote margin. The Kemp-Casson Amendment is also enacted, denying U.S. population assistance funds to any organization or program as determined by the president that supports or participate in the management of a program 
of coercive abortion or involuntary sterilization. Wow. In that same year, the U.S. Justice Department had filed a friend of the court brief in the Thornborough Curse case urging the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade, which, as we know, that did not happen. So Thornborough, he uh, went against the American College of Obstetrician and and Gynecologists in the United States Supreme Court. Um, They struck down the state laws mandating that an abortion is used the method most likely to allow the child to be born alive in post-viability abortion. It also struck down the women's right to know laws and a it also struck down the women's right to know laws and a waiting period after information is provided to the woman seeking abortion before she consent to abortion. So again, the um, the waiting period is struck down and the right to know was struck down as well. In September of that same year, Senator Ted Kennedy and other leading pro-abortion senators failing an attempt to block President Reagan's promotion of Associate Justice William Rehnquist to Chief Justice. Antonio Scalena is confirmed to replace Rehnquist as an Associate Justice. These were pro-lifers. President Reagan announces at a meeting of pro-life activists that a program which does provide counseling and refer for abortion services as a method of family planning will not be eligible for Title X funds. President Reagan also appointed a federal federal task force to encourage adoption as an alternative to abortion. Also of that same year, in 1987, the nomination of prologue judge Robert Bork to the U.S. Supreme Court is rejected by the U.S. Senate. The pro-abortion groups conducted a fierce campaign, which resulted in his defeat. The seat ultimately went to Anthony Kennedy, who voted to reaffirm the core holdings of Roe in 1992. So the abortionists are now being elected in, in the pro-abortionists are now being elected in Congress, and so it's feeling that Roe versus Wade will remain in place. It will not be overturned. The Reagan administration issues a, a moratorium on newly federally funded fetal tissue transplant research. Now, this is the research that started um, uh, harvesting the fetal tissues after the abortion, okay, for research, okay? So and this happened in 1988. Now, in July, the U.S. District Court in New York upholds the constitutionality of Reagan's administration regulations that barred the Title X program from involvement in abortion. The French government approved licensing the RU-486 for use in their country. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued an import bulletin banning the import RU-486 for personal use. If y'all remember, it, it, it was the uh, abortion abortion bill, if y'all remember that. The U.S. Senate passes an amendment to the District of Columbia Appropriations Bill to bar D.C. from paying for any abortions or performing abortions in its city-operated hospital. 
since the U.S. House had already passed the amendment, it goes into effect immediately. And why it went into effect immediately, because remember, they said that the uh, federal dollars, if you are a federal employee and you receive federal insurance, that you could not use those funds for um, an abortion. So now you cannot use their facilities as well. Then in November, pro-life Republican candidate Vice President George Bush and Dan Quayle defeat pro-abortion Democrat candidates Mike Dukakis and Lloyd Vincent. In 89, the pro-abortion supporters held a rally in Washington, D.C., although the media reported attendance at 300,000. A park police captain told Congress he would probably have only estimated between 75 and 85,000. Then the Webster versus Reproductive Health Services, the United States Supreme Court upheld portions of the Missouri law, finds that the federal constitution does not require government to make public facilities such as hospitals available for use in performing abortion. So the so-called Freedom of Choice Act is introduced for the first time in the United States by House Representative Don Edwards of California and in the U.S. by Senator Alan Cranston of California. That happened in 1989, but I don't think that passed until around 92 or 93. In Pennsylvania, their governor, then Robert Casey, signed the Abortion Control Act, which took effect in 1992. President Bush vetoes a foreign and appropriation bill because it contains the Minkowski Amendment, which have restored the funding due to the UN due funding to the uh, UNFPA, an organization that played a key role in, in China's coercive population control. If you remember, China um, had forced abortions, or they had to abort their second child because they were only allowed to have one child. So this bill would have allowed them to have funding, but it was blocked because that was their law. You can only have one child. It was ruled that that program violated the 1985 Kemp-Hansen Amendment, which denied U.S. population assistance to any organization that supported or participated in the management of a program of forced abortion or involuntary sterilization. In 1970 and 1990, um, the federal court in New York dismisses Planned Parenthood, the lawsuit challenging the Mexico City policy, which was the policy that refused to give funding to Mexico because they did, um, or foreign nations, foreign organizations, as it said, because they supported abortion. So um, Planned Parenthood was defeated in that. Idaho Governor Cecil Andrus vetoes a law that would have prohibited the use of abortion as a means uh, of birth control. So now um, this comes before the courts in Idaho saying that abortion is not a means of birth control, and the court in I, uh, the governor vetoed that law saying, yeah, it can be. Uh, in April of 1990, over 300,000 pro-lifers flocked to Washington, D.C. for the NRLC rally that was organized that year. The Washington Post reports that Russell uh, UCLA has, has changed its policy 
and will market the RU486 outside of France. In June, um, um, in Ohio, of that same year, 1995, Ohio versus Akron Center for Reproduction Health, the U.S. Supreme Court uphold a one-parent notification requirement with a judicial bypass procedure. The court also ruled in Hoskins versus Minnesota that a two-parent notification law with a judicial bypass is constitutional. In other words, if a teen got pregnant, they could and and one and they told one parent, and the parent said, "Okay, it's okay for you to get an abortion," and the other parent said, "No, don't do it." They only had to notify the parent that they knew was going to let allow them to do it. Furthermore. They could also take it to court and say, well, my parents won't let me have an abortion and I want to have an abortion and the court could rule and say, okay, yeah, you can have an abortion, regardless of what your parents say. So in a letter to the chief, the United States House leader, President Bush, uh, reinstates his commitment to both the Kemp-Casson Amendment and the Mexico City policy, which cut off U.S. aid to organizations that promote the legalization and utilization of abortion in foreign countries. In Los Angeles of that year, from July 1st to the 4th, Abortion and the Media, a four-part L.A. Uh, Los Angeles Times series for, by David Shaw, documents the widespread for abortion media bias. The AFL-CIO Executive Council rejects a proposal for the union to abandon its traditional neutrality on abortion and take a pro-abortion stand. So before that, AFL-CIO, they were uh, neutral, but then they said, yeah, we're going to jump on the bandwagon, you know, we're going to let our members, you know, they want to have abortion, sure, they can't. So they took a pro-abortion stand on the side of abortion. In 1991, the French Council of State ruled that the government did not have the authority to force UCLAP to resume the distribution of RU-46. The decision removed Russell's excuse that it had no choice but to continue distributing the drugs. That's the that's the abortion pill. That's the abortion drugs. Then in May twenty third, Russ versus Sullivan, the US Supreme Court opposed the Bush administration regulations that prohibit routine counseling and referral for abortion in four thousand clinics that received Federal Title X Family Planning Fund. In November, President Bush vetoed the $205 billion Health and Human Services Appropriation Bill because it included a provision that would have blocked enforcement of the pro-life regulation. The veto is then sustained by a 12-fold margin. So, in other words, where all these clinics were getting these getting these money for family planning, if if they were pro abortion, they would no longer get these funds. Then in a letter to House Speaker Thomas Foley, President Bush vowed, I will uh, veto any legislation that weakens current law or existing regulations pertaining to abortion. The Louisiana legislature overrides Governor Buddy Roman's veto of a law protecting unborn children from abortion. In all cases, other than when the life of the mother is at stake or in cases of rape or incest. This didn't happen in Louisiana until 1993. So now the abortion is legal for any reason now in Louisiana. 
Um, Judge Clarence Thomas then comes to the Supreme Court at that time, who is a pro-life judge, and then Anna Rosa Rodriguez um, survived a third trimester abortion attempt by New York City abortionist. And the baby is born with one arm severed at the shoulder. So she was in her third trimester, tried to have an abortion. It was not successful, and the baby was born without an arm. Uh, That happened in New York. Um, The threat of Bush veto maintained the Reagan-era ban on the performance of abortion on U.S. military bases. Remember, there could be no abortions formed on any federal property, any federal hospital, anywhere. So, except to save the mother's life. And Bush upheld that so military personnel could not get an abortion using their insurance on a military base. In 92, the Bush administration um, threatened to veto legislation that require federal funding of research that encourages or depends on abortion, including transplantation of tissue harvested from aborted uh, aborted uh, babies. So he was saying that you cannot use any federal funding for any research that is done on the tissue of these um, aborted babies. He also vowed <clears throat> that the Pro-Abortion Freedom of Choice Act would not become law as long as he was President of the United States. Then in June, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the U.S. Supreme Court reaffirmed the core holdings of Roe but modifies it by discarding the trimester scheme, upholding certain restrictions on abortion, and adopting the undue burden test of abortion laws that requires opponents of an abortion regulation to prove the provision would create an undue burden on a woman's right to an abortion in order for it to be declared unconstitutional. The vote is 6-3. The House U.S. sustains President Bush's veto of a bill to require federal funding for transplanting tissue taken from aborted babies by a narrow margin of 14 votes. Then um, in September of that same year, a a gruesome abortion technique is described by abortionist Martin Haskell at a National Abortion Foundation seminar. The technique, later called partial birth abortion by Congress, involves the abortion delivering all but the head of a baby from her mother's womb, piercing the skull and suctioning out the brain, then completing the delivery. The pro-abortion Democratic candidates, Governor Bill Clinton, Senator Al Gore, defeat pro-life, President George Bush and Vice President Dan Quayle in that year. In 93, President Clinton reverses years of pro-life progress by issuing five executive orders reversing Title X regulations. Now, remember, this is the money that was going, federal money that was going to Planned Parenthood. Um, Reversing Title X regulations, banning abortions, Referral by federal employees, repealing the Mexico Coast City policy and restricting federal funding of international organizations that work to reverse countries' abortions law, negating the ban on funding for fetal tissue transplant, ordering military hospitals to perform abortions 
and asking the FDA to review the import ban on RU486. So now they can get the abortion pill. Now money can go to these foreign countries, um, even though they may have a, a one-baby policy. So now you have, we'll help you. So, yeah, that was overturned in January of 1993 by the executive order of President Clinton. And February of, of that same view, abortionist of Hugh Hyatt is convicted of assault and illegal abortion for his attempt to kill Anna Rosas Rodriguez by abortion. The U.S. Supreme Court refuses to hear an appeal of a lower court ruling striking down Louisiana's protective abortion law. The L.A. Times reports that the Clintons plan to include coverage for elective abortion in their massive health care plan that they intend to propose to Congress later in the year. The National Right to Life News reports that all obstetric staff at U.S. Army, Navy, and Air Force hospitals in Europe are unwilling to perform abortions, despite President Clinton's executive order authorizing them to do so. Pro-lifers in, that, in June of that year, they demonstrated against the RU486 site across the United States. The U.S. House renewed the Hyde Amendment by 85 vote margin in our, the National Rights to Life Council, led lobbying campaign, defeated the so-called Freedom of Choice Act, a proposed federal statute to invalidate even the narrow types of state abortion regulations permitted by the Supreme Court. The Clinton administration announces that the International Planned Parenthood Federation will receive $75 million over the next five years. Now, this is Planned Parenthood money that is not going to the United States. It's going to other nations outside of the U.S. The Clinton administration also faxed a letter to every state's Medicaid director ordering to the state to change their laws and provide Payment through Medicaid for abortions when an abortionist reports that a pregnancy resulted from a rape or an incest. The American Council in 1974, a obstetrician and gynecologist, Victor Gore, becomes the first national doctor's organization to endorse training non-physicians, non-physicians to perform abortions. So that was in 94. Now, this is the American Council of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. And they voted to train non-physicians to to perform abortion. In February of 1994, Melda Teresa speaks at the National Prayer Breakfast in front of Bill and Hillary Clinton saying the greatest destroyer of peace today is abortion. First annual Proudly Pro-Life Awards Banquet is held then in New York City. We sell UCAP, the, the RU486 patent. He, um, he donates that patent to the Population Council. In June 30th, Madison versus Women's Clinic, Inc., the U.S. Supreme Court says judges may create buffer zones to keep the pro-life demonstrators away from the abortion clinic. Senator Majority Leader Michael Mitchell announced that the Clinton health care plan will not be introduced to the U.S. Senate in the current session. A massive public education and lobbying campaign led by NRC contributes heavily to the ultimate defeat of the Clinton's proposal to force all Americans into a national health system, and we know that happened later in Obama's reign. 
The, po- the, top, the Population Council announces that testing of RU4AC is underway in the United States. We now have the abortion bill. In nationwide congressional elections, not a single pro-life member of Congress of either party is defeated by a pro-abortion challenger. Republicans take over majority control in both houses of Congress. Pro-lifers pick up six votes in the Senate and about 40 in the House. Pope John Paul in 1995 published the Encyclical Gospel of Life, a call to commitment and action in defense of human life. And June of that same year, now they find that the National College Students for Life is founded. Representative Charles Kennedy introduces the partial birth abortion ban. So two years after it was finally enacted, now this is the abortion that sucks the brain out of the kid through his head and then delivers the kid, you know, uh, later. So now they, 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 uh, uh, they're they banning that practice now in, in 19. 19- 95, the bill was introduced. The uh, Roe versus Wade tells a nationwide audience on Nightline that she rejects abortion. This was Norma McConvey. She is the Roe in the Roe versus Wade. And she says that she rejects abortion and the pro-abortion movement and now supports the right to life of unborn children. She had already revealed that this pregnancy was not the product of rape, as she had previously contended. In other words, Roe versus Wade was founded on a lie. It was it was an intentional or accidental pregnant, but pregnancy, but it was not a pregnancy um, that happened by rape, showing that Roe had been built on a lie. And this is a this is the role in the role versus way now coming forward after all these years of saying, Yeah, well, I lied. Wow, how many times did that happen? Then in August of that same year, abortionist David Benjamin is convicted of second degree murder in the botched abortion of death of Guadalupe Negron. She is the first New York abortionist to be convicted of murder. The US uh House passes the partial birth abortion ban act. In November of that year, Roe Roe versus it was the first federal bill since Roe versus Wade to ban any type of abortion. The U.S. Senate passes the partial um, passes this partial birth of birth ban in December of 1995. In '96, um, President Clinton issues his first veto of the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act. Wow. A new federal law is enacted to protect medical training programs and personnel from being forced to participate in performing or training in the performance of abortion. So, in other words, if you were taking a medical training program, you had to also say, the performance, if you want to be an obstetrician, gynecologist, or whatever, you were forced to take uh, the abortion training program. So they enacted a law in 1996 where those who didn't want to do that didn't have to anymore. So, um, and then Clinton uh, reluctantly signed the measure as part of an omnibus spending bill. The FDA, Reproductive Health Advisory Committee, recommends that the FDA approve marketing of the RU486 for women up to 49 days pregnant. 
So this is the now called the morning after pill. Planned Parenthood announces FDA authorized a nationwide abortion study of methotrexate and misoprostol, another aborted, uh, aborted, oh, abortion combination. In other words, it's another method of abortion that you can just take. Um, then the FDA approves RU486, although it asks the population council to provide more information on labeling and manufacturing practices before the drug can be marketed. Pro-abortion President Clinton and Vice President Gore defeat the pro-life Republican ticket of Bob Dole and Jack Kemp again. The PBS documentary program, Media Matters, documents pervasive pro-abortion bias and distortion in major media coverage of the partial birth abortion debate. Ron Fitzsimmons, headed the National Coalition of Abortion Providers, tells journalists he lied through his teeth in claiming that the partial birth abortions were performed very rarely or only for extraordinary medical reasons, explaining that he had just spouted the party line developed by leaders for other pro-abortion groups. So he just said, oh, I just said what they told me to say. Wow. It marks the outstanding the partial birth abortion ban by a veto-proof margin of 295 to 136, so Clinton could not veto the measure. <laughs> In April, Hope Ag announces it is ceasing all future production, manufacture, and distribution of RU486. Instead, it says it is transferring all rights to the abortion field in the U.S. to the Population Council and Worldwide, Edward Sykes, former Russell UCLEF president. The National Medication, Medical Association Board of Trustees endorses the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act. The U.S. Senate is uh, its second attempt passes the Partial Birth Abortion Act, uh, 63 to 34, three votes short of the majority needed to override President Clinton's expected veto. In June 16th, the U.S. Supreme Court upholds the Montana law that requires that abortions be performed only by physicians and not their assistants. President Clinton again vetoes the ban on partial birth abortions. Fortune magazine declares NRLC the 10th most powerful public interested interest group in the country. Pro-abortion national abortion and reproduction rights action league is only number 43, and Planned Parenthood at the time ranked at 65. In 1998, Senator Spencer Abram introduces the Child Custody Protection Act to the U.S. Senate, which would make it illegal for adults to transport minors across state lines for an abortion if that action would circumvent the parental involvement law of a state. So in other words, if you lived in the state that wouldn't do abortions for minors. The parents could take them across a uh, state line, and they could get the abortion. This law prevented them from doing that. Uh, Representative Eliana Ross uh, Lefton introduces Child Custody Protection Act into the House of Representatives. The results of U.S. trial of RU486 are published in the New England Journal of Medicine. The Population Council declares the drug has Safe, downplaying the serious complications that were suffered by many women. So still today, we still have 
the day after pill as if as it is called, but nobody talks about the complication. But as you can see, through all of this, through all these years, from the whole entire time, from the 1800s all the way through until today, we don't have the full story of the processes of abortion and the outcomes of it. As long as pro-lifers get to keep abortion legal in the U.S. So, there it is. That's your history of abortion. The ins, the outs, the legislation, the lies, and all of that. Wow. That that was a lot. That was a lot to take. But you know what? You know, as you were reading, I I was sitting here thinking and writing notes. I say, you know what? You know, went through all this. You know, even starting back in '59, I'm sure, even back in in the, in the Stone Age days or whatever. You know, when nobody really knew what abortion was. But I'm sitting yeah. here thinking, and, and I'm like, you know what? You know what all this is? It's just man's uh, uh, intent to control something else. That's basically what it is. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, that, that's exactly you know, what it is. And and you know throughout the years what they what they have done is gone ahead and instead of just let leaving it up to the individual and providing somewhere safe for them to have the, the, these procedures done, they've turned it into a political uh, game, it's, and that's basically what it exactly. is. They turned it into a political game to to you know gain votes or gain favoritism from whoever they're dealing with. That is exactly. just downright, dis- for lack of a word, that's a better, just downright despicable. It, it really is. Um, you know, you, you got the pro-life and the no-life, as we call them, pro-life, no-life. Well, honestly, it depends on the individual. And my 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 point of view is it depends on the individual. Who, you know, and then you have the ones that want to bring uh, um, the Bible into it, and you know, some will say, "Well, the Bible says this," or some says, "My religion says that." But once again, it's just someone throwing their opinion on it, trying to force someone else to do what they believe. You know, it, 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 it's just crazy. And not to mention, here's a good a good part about it. Not to mention. The the male, he's left out of the decision. You know, you done had all these court cases go up, but not one court case mentioned the father in ma- helping making this decision. You know, I know, ladies, some yeah. of y'all say he shouldn't have, but but he, the male should have some choice. I think in in this decision, unless he just decide you do what you want to do. You know, and I know there are some men out there that will not say that. I, I, I'm sure there's some men out there that will not say that. But society today has led us to believe that it's just a one-sided thing. No, all abortion is bad. No, all abortion isn't bad. Okay, let's be honest. There's nothing that's all bad. All right, let's just throw it out there like that. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that's just all bad. Um, uh, 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 you know, I just. I'm frustrated right now because as as she was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, and I know there's those say, well, you know, thirty, what, thirty six, between twenty eight, 
26 to 38% of black babies are aborted each year, and black women are only 13% of the population. Uh, okay, but what other, other choice do you give them? What other choice do they have? You know, and it's genocide. I mean, you can throw all kind of arguments at it and come at it from all different ways, but the bottom line is, aren't you interfering with somebody's right to make the decision for their lives? For what they think is best for them Now it may not be the right decision But who are you or me Or anyone else to tell them That they're making the wrong decision That by having an abortion And I think that's where um, Mr. Smith The government has gotten Too involved in it And it's, it's, and as I said before It's more of a political Game or quagmire Than anything else You know you got Planned Parenthood and the little different arms of Planned Parenthood that 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 constantly, uh, you know, uh, in the news, you know, they're fighting this group, this group fighting. You got, quote unquote, let people tell it. The Republicans they for, you know, they pro life, and the Democrats are for abortion. It, it, it doesn't this seem like the same old rigmarole we get on a daily basis with everything else that goes on in this country? You know, I mean, really. Really, and 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 to to when you think about it, and to leave the male out of it, out of the decision process, is is also and is also a dis- disgrace. Because as I mentioned before, you have all these laws and and cases going on, but nobody mentions the male at all in this. It's all about the woman. Now I'm not I'm not saying you know women y'all don't deserve to make the decision by yourself, but if you you didn't make that baby by yourself. You know what I mean? You didn't make the child by yourself. So if, if that is the case, then um, I think it should be a little bit more spread out. I really do. Um, I, I'm bringing Pianki in because he had a good point. Um, oh, and, you know, and, and another thing, when you was reading about all these clinics that were brought up and they was trying to close the clinics or, or give special, you know, make them have special rights or whatever, but you know why these clinics were, were were initially started? It was to keep the the butchers away from these young women that had no other way of having you know uh, 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 you know ending a pregnancy. You know, Pete, me and Pete, me and you talked the other day, and you mentioned you know the hangers and you know all that other stuff they used to do back in the day to try and abort babies that were actually killing the women as well. You know, stopping them from having kids altogether. So. I don't think, as it with anything on the political side, nobody tells the whole story or, or looks at the whole picture. They just want to look at their side of the of the picture, and it, it, and that's why we have so many so much misunderstanding and infighting and fighting going on about, especially abortion. You know, and honestly, you have men, you know, rich white men for the most part, making these decisions for every woman in the country. And nobody sees anything wrong with that either. Now, yes, I know, y'all, there's some some women, you know, that's right there with them. But for the majority part, it's, it's, it's men, white men, making these decisions. So, shit, doesn't that look kind of crazy as well? Isn't that crazy also? 
you know, so when you start thinking about these things, you just, you have to take into mind that all of this stuff is complicated because it's not easy, but there's more to it than what we've shown on a daily basis. I mean, told in the, in the news, on the blogs or whatever, because everybody's not telling you the whole thing. Nobody's telling you, you know, what is missing, what's not missing, um, so forth and so on. But anyway, like I said, I'm bring Pianki in here real quick, let him get his comment in, and then we go continue on with this commentary because, me, you know, he has some interesting um, takes on it as well. So let me bring Pianki in real fast. All right. Come on, Pianki, talk to me. You know, another thing, too, Miss, uh, what's your name? The lady, your co-host. T. Rowe. T. Rowe. T. It, it, uh, Norma Corby was the lady's name. Yeah. And she tried she tried to use uh, the excuse of rape to go around right, Texas. But right, it was never, but, yeah, but the Supreme Court never did decide on using rape as their decision. And actually, she had the baby before the Supreme Court even decided on on the decision. <laughs> And uh, she just tried to use to get an abortion in Texas by saying that she was raped, and that didn't work. But anyway, this thing about people making decisions, having the right to make a decision on their own body, and I tell Eric, well, if that's the case, why come they stop? Why do they not permit a person who want to commit assisted suicide because of an ailment or a disease or whatever? Why come they're not allowed to do that? They want to terminate their life and not go through all the pain and anguish and so on and so on and so on. But on the whole issue, I still think that it should be left up to the states. I can see a state of Alabama and any other state basing it on the heartbeat because at that point in time you have a life, a real living person that's within. And you know another thing, that lady Norma, she gave the baby up after she birthed it to adoption but uh, no if people want let the states handle that and I can understand like I say their uh, issue if there's a heartbeat well then you gotta look at that is that not a life and then you got like uh, Virginia and I think New York went along with that infanticide that uh, you can have abortion up to the point of dilation the baby is formed and many have lived outside the womb and the way the governor was talking about it, that after the woman had the baby, it would be made com- comfortable and rested and uh, comfortable and uh, wrapped up until the mother decided what to do. And if she said there's going to be emotional strain on her and there's the baby sit there on the table, then they go ahead and kill it. So anyway, that's the comment I put in there. Eric, if I uh, get to the point where yeah. I'm suffering, I want you to, you know, shoot me with a shotgun. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. All righty. All right. Thank you, Bianchi. And you know what? Um, you know he's right about those laws. And we talked about those those laws on the show when they were passed, actually. Remember, P? You know, when they were talking about it. And that was – but see, that was another argument – 
that was another argument for you know let's take it to Roe versus Wade and what have you, you know, um, you know, man, it, it, it's just surprising. It's surprising how how um, people are. I mean, it, it just really are. It is how how people think, man. Oh, like good lord. You know, like I expressed my my disbelief at that time. I read it myself, and of course, you know, it's up. Uh, uh, that's murder. That's straight up murder. You know, I had some idiot in my chat room putting something crazy there. I had to delete that, so don't worry about that either. Uh, I'm all for murdering unborn babies. Can we abort a one year old? Really? I mean, see, see, just stupid. But anyway, <clears throat> back to to that now. We know everybody have their own take on abortion, and we know women, you know, most women would say, yeah, we should have the right to govern our own body, and nobody should tell us or know how to, you know, what decision to make when it comes to our body. Granted, granted, okay, granted, I I, I agree with that, because I don't want nobody telling me what to do with my body. However, however, how about the males and the, 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 the guy? You know, should he have a right to, to say something if the woman wants to have an abortion? If and should there be any type of penalty um, against her if she goes to have an abortion and without um, letting the father know? Now, wouldn't that be an interesting uh, side of it? What do you think, P? Say again. I'm sorry. I was typing something. I was saying, should a God be uh, should a God be allowed to uh, help the woman make decision with the woman uh, as far as abortion? And if she goes to get an abortion without his consent, you know, should there be some penalty levied against her for that, or she should be told straight up, nope, if you don't have his consent, you can't do it. What's well, that's the way it was. That's the way it was. Remember, until the 1980s. You know, if, if if you were married, that's the only way they recognize the father as having a right. Um, then you could not get an abortion um, without your husband's consent. But then that was overturned, you know. And ever since then, it has been that way. But I believe, you know, as I say, it takes two parents to create a child, you know. And, and I believe that the father should have some say so. But the law says that it's her body and she can do whatever um, she wants to do. You know, I which you know, I'm not I'm not pro abortion, you know, I don't believe in abortion, you know. But still I believe that if that's what you're going to do, both parties should have some input on it. Because it's not the fact you know, the fact that you 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 don't know. You know, hey, carry this baby to term and just give it to me. You don't have to do anything, you know. You you don't have to you you don't have to do anything else. You mean he don't even or he or she don't even even need to know who their mother is. You know, you don't even have to be involved in no part of the child's life. You see what I'm saying? But they're not even given that they're not even given that option. You know, so yeah, I don't I don't I, you know I definitely don't don't agree with with you know with 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 that but, part. Of the law because I do mm-hmm. think it, it it is unfair. However, however, now and and this is the flip flop on that. However, now if um, <clears throat> the father says, okay, 
uh, I don't want the child to go get an abortion. And the woman says, no, I'm not getting an abortion. And nine months later or two years down the road or what have you, he's getting hit with child support. I don't think that's fair either. But nobody mm. looks at See, nobody right. looks at that. Nobody looks at the overall situation. You know, in some of those laws they were talking about, it's an undue hardship on the woman. What about an undue hardship on the male? What if he, he, he doesn't have the money to afford a child at this time in his life? But yet and still, because she applies for public assistance, food stamps, whatever, you're going to put this minimum wage father on child support who living with his mom or whatever, you know, barely naked ends meet, and now he has to pay three, four hundred dollars in child support. How, I mean, how fair is that? Let's just be real. Let's be real, and that you know, is not fair so at all. When you know, when we're talking about uh, abortions, you know, we're you know, it's it's, it's really a one sided deal because nobody's looking at the whole picture. It's the woman this, the woman that and I'm a woman. Granted, yes, I am a woman. But fair is fair and right is right and truth is true. You know, we gotta stop falling for the okie doke. We we see that role, Norma Kobe, you we see that she lied. We see that they lied about the side effects of RU four eighty six. You know, everything that was presented in the media was put on a spin to obtain the objective of getting abortion approved in every state. While at the same time, Mrs. Smith can say what other countries can't do, you know, as far as birth control or Planned Parenthood goes on or does in their country, but yet at the same time you enacting those same laws over your people. Her father don't have a right to say about his child, and he's married. How is that even fair? See, it's just ass backwards. Hmm. But you want to dictate to somebody else what they should or shouldn't do for the benefit of their country, for the benefit of, of their family, and then you enact these asinine laws and you think that everybody is just supposed to follow your role model. Does that make sense? But nobody asks these questions. Nobody looks at the whole view. You know, and you were saying, well, people want to put their personal views about it. Well, the Bible says this in the, in the Bible. Yeah, it does. It says thou shalt not kill. But this nation was founded on murder, so what do you expect? Of course, they're going to consent to the murder of innocent beings who don't have a say-so for themselves and prevent those that could speak for them or even have an opportunity to speak for them. No, we're going to kill them. And then we're going to take the tissue and we're going to do some freaky research and clone some people or whatever they do. You know, all in the name of our agenda. All in the name of science. It makes you think about the mad scientist movies, you know. <laughs> it goes back to the crazy scientists doing all these, creating all these crazy things, you know, that come up and scare the whole town. And then when they see that, oh, well, maybe that, that wasn't a good idea after all. Well, hell, the horse is hmm. out of the barn now. It's too late to fix it now. The damage is already done. So we have a generation of people and a nation of people that does not value life because this is what has been embedded in them. 
Okay. All right. You know, I also, while you was talking, something else came to my mind. You know, do you have to, and I see you, Triple One, I'll bring you in in a minute, but do you have to actually um, believe in abortion to have an abortion? That's, no, you that's you a question, right? That. Yeah, you have to. You, 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 you don't. You don't. Oh, I don't okay. think you do. I don't think you do. Because I think that, that sometimes the, the, the struggles in life cause you to make some hard decisions. I think it causes you to make some hard decisions. Even as a, let's, okay, let's say a, 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 a couple is married. You know, they already have a number of kids and pop up pregnant, and your husband say, hey, we, we, we can't afford another child at this, you know, at, at this time right now. I mean, what are you going to do? Hmm. You know, you're gonna look at Interesting. You, most, most times you're going to look at your situation and you're going to say, well, okay, you know, okay. Right, and you're right. More more than likely, you're going to abort that child whether you really want to or not, or or or, or risk losing your marriage. What, what are you going to do? See, those are the hard decisions that you know some women are faced with that are that are, that are never talked about. Right. That some families are faced with that that are never talked about. It's never brought into the the equations. We're talking about real life issues. Not a form of birth control, as it was stated, you know, as it was decided that abortion is a form of birth control. No, it's not. Especially when you're, you're talking about in the second and third trimester, that is a viable life, whether you look at it as a viable life or, or, or not. Especially with the advances in, in medicine today, if you can go in and operate on the child's heart, you know, so that he can be healthy when he, when 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 he or she is born, how is that not a viable life? You can't have it both ways. So, so we have too much we, we we have too much double speak when it when it when it when it comes you know to this topic. You know, it, 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 whoever camp you're in is how we're going to spin. You know, how we're going to put a spin on it. <laughs> oh boy, that is so true, so true. All right, let's let's bring this call in here real quick. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? And what you got for me? Take one guess. Hello, Eric and this lady. I can't see you. Yes, lady. I'm sorry. I'm really tired right now. But you know, this whole award is just so hypocritical because. Many of the legislative branch members have had mistresses that have gotten abortions, and their staunch um, anti-abortion, just like um, their anti-LGBTQ, when you find them um, uh, soliciting um, people for sex of the same gender, it's a very hypocritical. They're not pro-life at all because if they were, uh, there would be a national health care. No, you wouldn't have all these homeless on the street. Um, there would be di- uh, dental care, which causes health problems if you have rotten teeth um, and missing teeth. You'd have um, 
you know, food that's not contaminated with all these um, chemicals and pesticides, they're not pro-life at all. They wouldn't be waging war. And by the way, I think um, Trump is sending some uh, warships out uh, in near uh, Iran. So there's some saber rattling. And um, if uh, every time we go to war, you know, innocent uh, unborn children are killed, um, as, you know, because the mother is housing them, right? So they're not pro-life at all. And... Um, the thing is, is, like this Alabama law is very unequitable because people with resources will always get what they want. They'll be able to have the resources to go where they want and get what they want. So they live in Alabama. They'll just fly to another state and get what they want. Um, fly out the country, go down to Mexico, get get what they want, get abortions. So poor people are the ones that it's going to impact. Poor people, people that don't have the resources to go and get abortions. And there's going to be a lot of those, um, um, you know, backwoods, um, in the back bedroom, in the basement, um, uh, abortions, uh, people that, you Mm -hmm. know, you know how in the past that happened and women bled out or they got infected and that kind of thing. Um, Right. So it's, uh, that's gonna you're gonna see a resurgence of that. Um, it's really a, a very unfair what's going on in Alabama. And you know, I'll never forget years ago. You know, I visited this um, um, agency that had well, they oversaw children, young children with develop, severe developmental disabilities, and I'll never forget. The um, I think the child was allegedly five, about five or six, but it was the size of like a probably a 16-month-old because it was the product of two retarded twins that were teenagers, and so they were brother and sister, and they're retarded, and they had this child all. It looked like an old baby, and all it did was screech, screech, screech all day. And, you know, the goals for the child were we'll be something like we'll be able to maintain eye contact for 10 seconds. Uh-huh. That, okay. You know, it just screeched like a cat all day. Now, the, you know, and, and of course, um, I forget who was who was caring for the child, but it would come to this this program. It was a program for so many hours a day, and I, I think it was in foster care. Hmm. It's just you know, so I know this Alabama law. It doesn't take in consideration of any of these circumstances. I think. So do you think that child should have, that's an example of a child that should have been aborted? Well, you know, it's an individual choice. I certainly, um, after seeing that child like that, knowing that it will always have to be cared for, never grow, never advance, and screech all day, what do you think, Eric? Mm. What kind of life is that? I don't know. I, don't, I can't, I really couldn't answer Thank that. Thank you. 
But I already, mean, but the child I is here. told him if I ever get to if I ever get where I, you know but, I'm but in a horrible accident and I'm going to be a quadriplegic, and if I'm don't put me on a respirator but, already, that's okay. But but Miss Lady, I mean, how how did they know that? I mean, if they didn't know that before the child was born, then how could a decision of about abortion be made? Retarded sister and brother, what do you think is going to be the result? Hey, Twins. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Well, I mean, there there are miracles, and there are times when you know one child is limited, you know, emotionally, and then there's another child that comes out just fine. Retarded twins. What is retarded? What is retarded? What is retarded? You know, I'm done. Have a nice day. I'm not gonna argue about that. That, that's I, I'm not arguing. I'm just asking the question: What is retarded? I'm not gonna, I mean, you know, we use I'm the term, but what is retarded? It's you know, I know what we emotionally developing, intellectually very delayed. Okay. There's tests that are done. Okay. All you right. know what? That's all I wanted you to say. That's all I wanted you to say. Yeah, that's all yeah. I wanted you to say. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, because. I remember kid, we called a whole lot of people retarded that weren't retarded. That's just because they were different than what we were. Oh, and and it, it's time now. We need to get away from that. That's why I just asked you what was you know what well, was retarded. They call them developmentally delayed. That's the that's and they may okay. have another term right. now. So I don't right. know what the new okay. term is. Mm-hmm. But you know there's right. you know there's a gradient. You know, but um, right. Somebody severely delayed mentally, intellectually, emotionally is going to have high. But I got to get going. Some some people are here. I have to talk with. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ms. Okay. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that you know the the example that she used, you know, is just another. Um, um, example of a parent choosing, you know, to deal with whatever you know happens with, you know, deal with the child when the child is born. I mean, we know now with technology and all that, you basically you tell if a child is going to be uh, mentally challenged or have some type of illness or deformity, uh, and basically it's up to you, the parents, to decide what you know what you're going to do. Does that make it wrong if they decide to go ahead and have an abortion? Maybe not. Is are they wrong to to bring them into the world? And as some people would say, spend you know unnecessary resources on on maintaining, um, just taking care of them for the whole life. Maybe maybe not. But that's that's up to the individuals themselves. Correct? Am I right or am I wrong? Or am I looking at this totally different? You know, and I'm sure you know that's another case where. You know, the two parents should get together and say and have a discussion about. Yeah, y'all, I'm still stuck on this father thing. I am, you know, I, I really is. You know, but you know, it's it's okay, it's all right. Y'all don't want to talk about this for some reason. I don't know, but I'm talking about it. Dang it. Anyway, so abortion. You know, it, it's 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 one of those things that's a hot topic, and it's only a hot topic because. Uh, of votes and uh, the political game that's played with it, but all honestly, when it, when it comes to the the the, uh, 
when it comes to the actual individuals involved, it's not a game. It's a very hard decision to make, number one. And do, do, did y'all realize that 90, what, 92% of all abortions are the results of unwanted present, unintended pregnancy? Not unwanted, unintended. There's a difference between them two words, unwanted and unintended pregnancy. You know, uh, and some, and, and that brings to, to, to the forefront of what some argue would argue and say. Well, you know, that's that that that's you know, bringing a child into the world that nobody can take care of. They'll be on the system for the rest of their life. But is that really a, a true fact? You know, I've known no, some women who had. Yeah, I know, I know, I've known some women who's had a, a couple of well, five, six abortions. You know, and some of them was from, you know, um, affairs that had happened, you know, outside their marriage and they didn't want their husband to know or, you know, um, others, you know, as P said before, they couldn't afford any more children. I mean, they they really could not afford any more children, you know. But believe it or not, there is, there is, um, I think there is a, a certain number of, uh, a cap that's done to where uh, you can only have so many abortions before they will not let you have any more abortions because of the damage that is done to to the, a woman's inside. Now I may be wrong, but I think I, I have read that before. But we'll we'll check that out. Hey Angela, I see you. Um, but yeah, so when, when you start talking about abortion, I, I think it, it's a very it's an emotional thing. It really is. And and you know, given the the the, the example I keep going, to, I see this in my head. Given the example that this lady just gave, you know, that really makes it a hard decision, especially if you know the status of your child before it comes out. You know, do you just is that like giving up on your child before the child is even born? And the the the. the Oh man, there's so many questions. We're gonna do a part two, y'all. I'm telling you, a part two gonna be next Friday. I'm just telling y'all now, so you might as well get ready for it. Um, check this out. So, when is a fetus actually classified as a living being? Is it at conception, like a lot of people would like to say, or is it once the, the heartbeat is heard? Which one is it? That is the question, huh? Yes, that is the question. P, where you at? Talk to me. I was looking uh, up you know, um, what the question. I was looking up the question that you asked. How many abortions can can a woman have? No, there is no preset number of abortions that a woman can have or should have in her lifetime. Ooh, that, well, I guess no that just depends on the clinic. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, being a mother yourself, yeah. okay. When did you when did you um, um, consider your child a human being, a person? I guess you can. It's the question I'm asking. When you knew you, you understand? Oh me? Oh me? Yeah. When I knew I yeah. was pregnant. When I knew I was pregnant. I mean, you know, you don't have a baby, okay? So. Yeah, you're pregnant. It's a kid in there. And that's just it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it was, so it's not know, a... It's, 
is no time really, as for me personally, is no time when I found out I was pregnant when I knew I was pregnant, yeah, I'm going to have a baby, yeah, a kid in there. That that was my thinking. There was no time that I ever thought that, okay, this is just a, a I don't know, a, a plop of jelly or, 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 or this is not a person until it is actually born. Yeah, it's a person. You You feel that baby moving around and you see the changes in your body, and you know that that's life. Mm-hmm. That that's a life. And the, and the, and 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 again, the the, the the decision to abort shouldn't be be taken lightly because nobody talks about the 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 emotional, you know, trauma that happens after you know you have an abortion because it's it's not an easy decision. It's a hard decision to make, you know. Um, to actually kill a child, you know, regardless of what you say, you know, I know some people say, well, it's really not a child, yes, whatever you say, you know, that's your opinion, but it's a hard decision to actually kill a child, and, you know, and, and after that, you, you, you think about it, and I've spoken with women who've had abortions, and years later, I wonder how old she would have been now, I wonder what she would have looked like, they have those afterthoughts, and especially when the consequence happens that you had an abortion, or you had several abortions, and now the consequences is you can't have children at all. Mm. Nobody talks about that side of it, you know, that because mm. you did this at the early stages in your life or because you were in college and you weren't prepared for it, and, and now because of scar tissue or other medical reasons or what have you, now you can't have children at all. But now you want mm. kids. Because now you've established your career, now you're married, or, or you know, you you just want a child, and your body says, uh, no, you messed it up. How do you live with that? How do you cope with that? These are things that are not discussed. These are things that are not talked about when you go into the abortion office or you go into the abortion clinic. And they ask you to sign the papers and ask you, are you sure? And then they go prop your legs up and just suck it out or give you the morning after pill or whatever, you know. So, wow. you know, it, 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 to me, to answer your question, you know, it, it, it's a child when, 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 when you know you're pregnant. I can't say at the, at the moment of conception because you really don't know that you're pregnant, even though some people say that at the moment of, of, of conception, but it becomes real to you when you get that positive pregnancy test and you know you're pregnant because then you know there's a life in you. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. And that's when everything changes, huh? <laughs> that's yeah. when everything changes. Wow. Yeah, that's that's okay. when you know, that's 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 when that's when you you know you you're like what am I you know what am I gonna do right. you know right. now I'm pregnant what, what what am I gonna do that's when you start planning that's when you start thinking you know it it, it gets real at that moment. Hmm. Wow. So if it's especially if it's an unintended type pregnancy, then you really start you really start wondering then. You know, am I? Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. can I take care of it? You know. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, you know how you know, Maslow hierarchy of needs. You know, you got that, and you know, you get that. You know, okay, the child is going to need this, 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 and this. You know, 
And if you don't have those things, you, you do panic. If you do try to find alternative solutions, good or bad, you know, because that child has mm. to be provided for. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. to be provided for. You know, and, so and, that's, a very, and that's a very real dilemma. And, and everybody don't have very, they don't always get very good advice. And sometimes the people around you are the wrong people to make life choices for you. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. See, that's, that's gonna, a whole other aspect. Yeah, because they're, they're gonna they're gonna impress upon you what they would do, not what you should do. Well, if I was in your yeah, no, you're not in my shoes. You know, and you don't, and you never want to make a decision based on somebody else's opinion because you know what they thought was right for for what was right for for their life is not necessarily correct for your life. Right. Hmm. You know. So you know, and and a lot of times when you go into you know, like they said, they used to have um, they had and instill the component of um, planned parenting. In in um, I mean a component of counseling in the you know in these abortion clinics, but was it really counseling? Did you really make your did you really have the the honest opportunity to make your own decision, or were you coerced by their beliefs and their opinions of what you should do about your situation? Because this is what they were thought. This is what they thought was best for you. And hmm. then, like I said, years later, you regret it. That's not good. Okay, so so not only are we talking about the physical part of it, but we 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 still we're still missing the the psychological part of it as well, which, exactly. which plays a lot into it as well. It yeah. does. It okay. does. It does. It definitely does. You know, and 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 you know, it's, it's, it's foolish not, you know, not to address those issues. Just as well as the, you know, we mentioned it er- earlier, you know, the emotional um, status and input of, of of the father and how he would feel. You know, especially if he didn't know and you told him after the fact. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that that that. Oh my goodness, you're right. You're absolutely right. That would be, oh, uh, yeah. That would drive that would drive me crazy. It really would. It would. Oh man, I'd be heated. I've been. Oh man, I'd be heated. Ooh, but anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. I would be totally. Oh my goodness. But I'm just one person. I think differently. But okay. All right. Well, we got five minutes left. As I said, we're gonna be doing a part two next Friday. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot out here that hasn't been discussed that I do want to discuss on this topic. So, yeah, y'all know usually I don't do part twos, but I'm doing a part two on this abortion thing. And we're going to take Monday off to observe the holiday. Uh, Yeah, Memorial Day. But we will be back here Friday uh, next week. All right, so, P, give me some last words there, ma'am. Well, yeah, this this is a really deep, deep 
deep topic, and you know, when you're talking about life, regardless regardless of of of, of what your religious beliefs are, you know, whether you believe in abortion or you, or you don't, or whether you think thou shall not kill or not, it's a life. It's a living human being. But in in, in today's modern society, you know, we're 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 in a culture that just does not value life. They don't value the importance of life, you know. So the question really is, what do we do to turn that around? Mm. You know, what do we do to yeah. turn that around? You know, it, it, where, where, but the, the thing that it, that is missing is the genuine concern and love for people. When you when when you have entities that are always spewing hatred and place pointing the finger and and placing blame and saying that because this person is this race or this person is this gender or this person is this nationality, they are less than. No. No. They're not less than. They should be equal to. And that's the problem. That's where it all started. It started with the label. And if we can get rid of the label, then we can get back to just being human beings and having a real concern about each other. Then it wouldn't need to be a conversation of pro-life or or, or pro-abortion because all life would matter. all right. Thank you. That was deep. That was really deep. Sound like something I would have come up with. All right. Thank you, ma'am. As always, appreciate appreciate you hanging out with me. All right. That's gonna do it, y'all. And I don't have much to say. My mind is really full. Is really full right now. Um, I'm, I'm working through some things. Okay. But once again, I want to say thank y'all for hanging out with us, Angela. It's nice to see you hanging out today. Um, really appreciate it. Um, and Joe, Pianki, Miss Lady, uh, everybody else who I don't see, thank y'all for hanging out as well. It's been fun. Um, as I say, we won't be here Monday, but we'll be here next Wednesday, and uh, we look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. All right? So for myself and P. Ross, we say y'all have a happy weekend, a good weekend, a happy, uh, pleasant Memorial Day. Uh, a great week next week, and we see you back in next Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. Just remember to keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest is best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is just groovy. All right, until next Friday, man, y'all have a great We're going to take y'all out of here with some Cheryl. We ain't got to be real. See y'all. Have fun. We out of here. Thank you.